Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, guys. Welcome to another Tuesday edition of The Probo Show, the second in 2024. How are you doing this morning, Natch? Very well, thank you. Good. I'm glad, man. Second day back. How how was yesterday? How was the pain? Nice. No, not too, not too painful. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, for me neither. I was really tired yesterday. I'm at, my body's getting used to the early mornings again. Oh, dude. And the metro is just a hellscape. The underground. <laughs> the Madrid underground. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It'll make me angry. What I will talk about, though, friends, is the amazing show we've got lined up for you today. In today's 100 Humans, I ask people... What is a popular New Year's resolution? Um, uh, Proposito de Año Nuevo. Or del Año Nuevo. No, de Año Nuevo. Oh, 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 Natch. Vaya nivelazo. Autocorrection in the house. Um, In today's Complete the News, we'll find out how a man accidentally set his house on fire. Incendio a su casa. Natch, what's happening today? It's like I've been practicing. (laughs) <laughs> and today's unpopular opinion, guys. Um, bear in mind that not all the unpopular opinions now are my opinions. <laughs> okay. Um, today's unpopular opinion is voting should not be a universal right. Ouch. Voting should not be a universal right. La votación no debería ser un derecho universal. Um, Yeah, we'll discuss that. Open for debate this morning. A big good morning to Eugene, uh, joining us all the way from Russia. Vero and Pedro joining us from Madrid, who are joining us in our live audience. If you want to join them, it's very easy. You go to twitch.tv forward slash or barra professional bohemian. Or you just go to Twitch and type in professional bohemian, bohemio profesional, and you'll find me there. How are you doing this morning, guys? Oh, my God. Second day back. Second day back, Natch. I've got to say, I have a I have a laundry list of things to do after taking a month off that is, quite frankly, depressing. Um, <laughs> and I, I've already pissed someone off. Do you know that? I've already pissed off a, a listener. I got my first complaint yesterday. She, it was... Well, I've given the game away now. She said... <laughs> she said she was offended by my remarks yesterday about the three wise men when i said if they were really wise they would have taken a bus instead of gone by camel (laughs) what i meant to say is if they were really wise they'd have gone to the bahamas and not bethlehem there you go (laughs) don't forget to send me your tears they are delicious all right (laughs) you know what i'm here you're here let's see what's going on in the world um uh, all right in the news let's see NASA, NASA are angry, Natch, and listeners. NASA are angry. NASA says the moon's resources could be, uh, or the moon, yeah, moon's resources could be destroyed by thoughtless exploitation. Hmm. Los recursos de la luna podrían ser destruidos por una explotación imprudente. Um, Advierte la NASA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so much better to destroy the Earth, right? <laughs> Come on, NASA. Like, yeah, okay. Look, I'm not going to, you know, I know it's a sensitive issue, you know, environmentalism nowadays. But look, if you're going to destroy resources, do it on the rock where we don't live. I'm just saying, NASA, you know. I know you guys want to go stick flags in there. The Guardian article, so this is from The Guardian, uh, discusses concerns raised by astronomers about the potential damage to the moon's resources and scientific sites due to the increasing number of lunar probes and the rush to exploit lunar resources. This surge in lunar uh, exploration, largely funded by NASA, uh, by NASA's $2.6 billion commercial lunar payload services initiative, aims to extract minerals and water to build habitable bases and support um, future Mars missions. However, astronomers warn that this could irreparably... Oof, let's do that again. I sound like Donald Trump. 
This could irreparably harm important scientific sites, including craters with ancient ice and areas ideal for gravitational wave research. Oh, NASA. NASA, we don't live there right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what resources do you think they're mining on the moon, Natch? Cheese, right? It's cheese. Has to Maybe. Be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, cheese, cheese mining. Stop doing it. <laughs> All right, next piece of news. We're going to dive into some AI news. Okay. Um, young people are turning to AI therapist bots. Hmm. Los jóvenes um, recurren a bots terapeutas. Terapeutas? Oh, I don't know the pronunciation. Tell me the pronunciation. Nivelazo. Oh, thank you. Thank you. The Inteligencia Artificial. Um, uh, good morning, Rob. I fell asleep waiting for you. That's a bridge. How are you doing? Welcome, welcome. Okay, so this is... I've um, uh, got a few articles from the BBC today. I actually, we'll, we'll report on something I read just before we went live, Natch. Apparently, South Korea have, um, uh, have vowed to end the trade of dog meat. Yay. Yeah, I don't know. International Puppy Day in South Korea used to be about the recipes. Now, <laughs> now not. Yeah, we'll report on that later. Big news for me because I love dogs, as you know. Um, so young people are turning to AI therapist bots. Um, so this article discusses Character AI, a platform where users can interact with AI personas, including a popular bot named Psychologist. Very creative. Well done. Um Created by Sam Zaiza, or Zaya, um, a psychology student from New Zealand, the psychologist bot has received 78 million messages. Oh, my God. Indicating its high demand among users, particularly for mental health support. While the platform is primarily for entertainment, with characters like anime and game figures being popular, the psychologist bot stands out for its role in helping users navigate mental health issues. Professional therapists have mixed views on the effectiveness of such AI therapy, acknowledging its accessibility and immediate response, but questioning, questioning its depth and accuracy. Question, Natch. If you were feeling, if something, you know, if, uh, if something bad or serious happened to you, or you were in need of, of therapy, would you ever turn to a robot? To, or to an online chatbot? I don't think so. No. No? You know, I might. The other day, I had a full-blown conversation with um, ChatGPT. <laughs> you know, because now it has the voice thing on the app, so you can talk to it. And I've got, I've got to be honest, Natch, most in intelligent conversation I've had in months, you know. Um, you know, oof. The reproduction of information, right? You go, you you study a professional career um, and you offer advice based on what you've learned and your current understandings, right? How is that different from artificial intelligence? A lack of empathy, maybe? Is empathy, yeah, I suppose empathy is, you know, key to, um, uh, to, to psychology. But I don't know, I don't know. I think in the future, we'll kind of shift our perceptions with, with regards to these things. I think, I mean, what a lot of psychologists, or at least the times that I've, um, uh, I've, you know, accessed um, help um, from psychologists or from, um, well, not psychologists, it was, um, God, what do they call them, therapist, um, was at university when I was quitting drinking. And, um, uh, and really what they gave me were tools to cope tools to cope and then i was in couples therapy for a while <laughs> jeez louise i'm making myself sound like a nutter natch <laughs> uh, not like anybody who listened to the show ever doubted that so anyway <laughs> so every time i've been in these environments it's been mainly about giving me or giving you know people tools to cope with certain situations now and listening and listening so can can an ai bot not do that i'm kind of thinking it can i think in the future we're going to think about um our interactions with artificial intelligence in um in a different way i don't know i don't know let me know what you think about that in the live audience uh, we have today by the way eugene vero pedro the bridge born to iron man ronnie oh my god you guys how are you doing good morning i'm doing very well born to iron man uh ronnie hi everybody i'm here again ronnie welcome welcome by the way, if you want to be as cool as those guys, I'll tell you again, professional bohemian on Twitch. 
Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about this? Would you access some um, uh, therapy from an AI bot? Already we're seeing, uh, according to this BBC article, that young people are, you know, are turning to it for help. Maybe, um, I'll tell you something, it's probably a lot cheaper. <laughs> All right, finally. Final piece of news, friends. Here we go. Strap yourselves in. Apple pays out over claims it deliberately slowed down iPhones. Ap Apple paga por reclamaciones um, de que... Rel oh, God damn it, Natch. Spanish is not made for English mouths. Ra ralentizo? Ralentizo. Okay. <laughs> de que ralentizo deliberadamente los iPhones. Oh, jeez, Louise. It's like, it's like, it's like a gincana for your tongue. I don't know, I don't even know how Spaniards speak this language. Anyway, so Apple pays out over claims it deliberately slowed down iPhones. Apple has started paying out a portion of the $500 million settlement in a class action lawsuit in the US, where it was accused of deliberately slowing down certain iPhone models. Each claimant is receiving around $92 from the settlement. The lawsuit settled by Apple in 2020 stemmed from the company's admission that in 2017, it had intentionally slowed down older iPhones to compensate for aging batteries, a move that was criticized for not being communicated to customers. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of virtue signaling, if you don't mind me saying so. No, no, we did it because, you know, all the batteries. Why is it? Why is it as soon as Atwalker? Why is it allegedly as soon as Apple, Samsung, or whoever the hell it is, releases a new model of a phone, you know, all of a sudden my battery's dying. Come on. I get it. Like, um, as platforms and apps... Um, get updated. They require more um, uh, more power to um, to interact with. So you know it automatically kills your battery. Uh, batteries don't last forever anyway. But really, planned obsolescence, guys. This is what annoys me about tech. Give me a phone where I personally can open it up and change the battery. Remember, like the old Nokia's, that those were the boys right there, indestructible. Like vampires. <laughs> Impossible to kill by, convention by conventional weaponry. <laughs> I want those kind of phones. Phones that, you know, if something breaks, I can just slot something in myself. That's the future, man. Ugh, the amount of technological waste, my friend. Disgusting. Um, Rob, your therapist did a good job. Thank you, the bridge. <laughs> Natch may disagree. <laughs> Natch is the one who has to listen to me all day. I see him laughing there, but he's probably twitching a little bit. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Vero, haven't these people thought that maybe and only maybe their mental health problems started with AI? Ooh, hot take there from Vero. Yeah, well, you know, you know who I would lay the blame for most of the world's problems right now? It isn't artificial intelligence. It's probably the media. Fear-mongering. Um, creating, um, uh, when I say the media, I mean uh, from social media to traditional um, analog media, whether that be radio, TV, to digital media, you know, dividing us and making us scared and angry, putting us, dropping us in little kind of bubbles where, where we're so convinced we're in possession of the truth. If anything, this show is designed as a bit of an antidote to that, where we um, where we discuss it, discuss issues in a little bit more of a grayer light, where everything's not always black and white. And on that note, friends, let's move on to today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> Eugene here says, "Hands off the moon." Yeah, I'm mining it for cheese, Eugene. <laughs> Where else are we supposed to get camembert? What's your favorite cheese, Natch? I don't know this about you. I love cheese. Um, in general? I I, yes. In Do you general. like blue cheese? Yes. Oh, God, me too. I, I only say because over Christmas, you know, cheese. <laughs> cheese and crackers, man. I don't know. That's the thing in Spain too, right? Yeah, of course. 
And the blue cheese, no one touches it because they think it's gross. So I get to eat it all. Just a hallelujah. <laughs> it's one of those moments. Oh, you don't like it? Never mind. <laughs> I'll take one for the team, guys. All right, here we go. Today's unpopular opinion. Today's brain fat. Today's pedo cerebral. Today's pedo mental is voting should not be a universal right. Woo. Um, la votación no debería ser un derecho universal. Wow. What? This bald man is a monster. That's what you're saying right now. Really? Really? Because I feel like you also agree, friends. Why? I mean, it would be easy to point the finger at our American friends, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? How's about in Europe where there have been restrictive voter ID laws? Like some European countries have implemented strict voter ID requirements which can disproportionately affect certain groups of voters. Um, inaccessible polling stations. That's right here in Europe. Complex registration processes. Um, the disenfranchisement of, um, of migrant voters. The, um, the hashtag denied my vote incident. During the European Parliament elections, many EU citizens living in different member states found themselves unable to vote due to administrative hurdles. That's right here in Europe. And of course, in ID in the, in the US with voter ID laws becoming stricter, um, re uh, reduction in early voting times, um, voter poll purges, limitations in, in mail-in voting um, by new restrictions, uh, closing of polling stations, making it almost impossible to go out to vote. Um, hello, you seem to agree because I don't see you taking to the streets saying, uh, excuse me, excuse me, everyone has the right to vote, right? So let's dig into this. Uh, by the way, in my um, on my Patreon, that's um, uh, patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian, I will um, provide links to all the things that I mentioned right there so you can um, dig into them for yourselves. Yes, um, I am of the opinion that yes, voting should be a universal right, but it seems to be that the trend is to restrict our access to, um, uh, to what is our democratic right, and it seems to be no one's saying anything about it. So let's dig in. I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, and they provided me with some pros and cons. Let's get into those right now. In the pro column, saying that, yes, voting should not be a universal right. Advocates of this view argue that uninformed or disinterested voters can make choices based on whims or superficial reasons, potentially undermining the quality of democratic decisions. Restricting voting to those who are informed or have a stake in specific issues might lead to more responsible and considered outcomes. Uh, Brexit. Hello. Yeah, where people basically because Boris Johnson and and, and friends wrote lies on a big red bus, <laughs> um, took took um, England or the UK out of Brexit. What were you thinking? But it's true. Voting depends on um, informed uh, on an informed electorate. And how, how can we be informed when no one can believe the news? I, I was shocked when I went back to England. The plurif... Uh, the, I, wa I want to say proliferation, but... I, don't, I, I, was, I was surprised by how many people were bandying around conspiracy theories as if they were in possession of an absolute truth. Um, is that common in, the, in Spain right now, Natch? What? Excuse me. The um, uh, the conspiracy, the the impact or the the pop popularity of conspiracy theorism. Mm. Because I'll be honest, in England, it seems like everyone that I spoke to had a hot take about something. Yes, here as well, especially in the, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, especially on Twitter. Twitter's a cesspool. Does even does Twitter even count? I mean, come on. Um, anyway, preventing manipulation. There's a concern that large segments of the population can be easily manipulated by misleading campaigns or populist rhetoric, leading to decisions that it may not be in the best interest of the nation or certain groups. I mean, I guess we can all point to incidents of that, right? 
Um, modern governance involves complex issues that might require a certain level of expertise or understanding. It's argued that not all citizens have the time, interest or capability to understand these complexities, which might necessitate a more selective approach to voting. And finally, historical context. So I, I outlined some um, recent things that have happened in the EU and US, but historically voting was not a universal right. Criteria such as, uh, criteria such as property ownership, tax contribution and education were once used to dis determine voting eligibility. With the belief that stakeholders with certain qualifications were more vested in responsible governance. Have we not done this before? The fact that if you pay more taxes, you you should um, uh, you should your vote should count more. We we came to um, a decision that no, everyone deserves a vote. But historically, this has happened. You know, if you own property, hmm. All right, let's get to the cons, the arguments against this saying no. You, voting should be a universal. Right, let's get into it. Um, the cornerstone of democracy is the principle that every individual should have an equal voice in the decision-making that affects their lives. Universal suffrage is crucial for ensuring that all segments of society are represented and considered in governance. One man, one vote, right? However, in the States, they have the Electoral College, which kind of throws that out of the window a little bit, doesn't it? Ensuring that rural areas are um, are equally um, equally represented. Hmm. Uh, preventing discrimination. Restricting voting rights can lead to discriminatory practices where certain groups may be systematically excluded, as has happened historically with women, racial minorities, and lower income groups. Um, civic engagement. Universal voting rights encourage broader civic engagement and political awareness. Knowing that one's voice counts can foster a more informed and involved citizenry. And finally, in the, pro, in the con column saying no, voting should be a universal right, reflecting the will of the people. The essence of a democratic society is that it reflects the will of its people as diverse and varied as it may be. Restricting voting rights determines this principle can lead to governance that serves only select groups. There you go, guys. Those are the pros and cons. Where do you stand on this, Natch? I can guess. Voting should not be a universal right. True or false? Uh, I think it's... Well, I would say false. False. Yes. Um, do you think they agreed with you on Instagram? Mm, yes, a little bit. They did. 63% um, false. What's shocking to me, I'll be honest, is the 33% that said, sorry, the 36% that said uh, true. I've had discussions with people who, um, yeah, oh God, I have to be careful here because I don't want to give any clues to, you know, to name and shame or make anyone feel bad for having an opinion. Because I'm, I'm Switzerland in every argument. I don't care. I can see, I try and kind of intellectually empathize with whoever I'm talking to. But yeah, I mean, I've heard things like, no, it should be dependent on um, military service. <laughs> I mean, come on, really? And what about um, maybe disabled or differently abled, sorry, people who can um, engage in military service? They, they shouldn't be allowed to vote? Come on. No, no, no. It should be based on um, how much of a tax contribution you make. It should weigh your vote towards that. So what? Rich people get to um, get to dictate what happens to the the largest portion of society which are, are its poorest? Come on, no. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I mean, there are some weird and wacky thoughts out there. Uh, let's see what people um, are saying here in the chat. Vero says, false. Everyone who's aware of the world, world around them should have the right to decide what concerns them and vote for it. Another thing is what politicians do with that vote. What politicians will not give up is the, um, is their seats and the benefits that come with them. Oh, God, true story. Uh, Carmen here. Good morning. How are you doing? Eugene, we are going to have a president... Uh, presidential election in March and it won't matter who will vote the results will already be known Eugene joining us from Russia yeah 
I mean, there you go. Author authorita authoritarianism. <sighs> uh, Vero, true. Um, uh, agreeing with what Eugene said there. People should take an exam before voting, says Carmen. Mm. It's an interesting point. Should there be an intellectual elite? Should we gatekeep um, access to a vote? Is that not a little dangerous? Because then we get into the argument of what even is true. What the media tells us or what actually happened. Remember, history is written by the winners. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to post a poll in the chat and you are going to tell me. Um, voting should not be a universal right. True or false? Uh, friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch, and it means the world. See you in a few minutes. Hey, guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're joining us live on this amazing, beautiful Tuesday morning. Um, all right, if you just tuned in, what have you missed? E, um, we looked at um, NASA warning, uh, warning that thoughtless exploitation could destroy the moon's resources. Eh, come on. <laughs> Rather there than here. That's what I say. But whatever. What do I know? I'm not a NASA scientist, friends. Um, we uh, also looked at uh, character AI um, uh, thanks to a BBC article that discusses the platform where young people are turning to AI therapist bots. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think that might be the future, my friends. By the way, you still also have time to vote, but only a few seconds left. Wow, a controversial decision. We'll get to this in a second, but you still have a few seconds to vote on today's unpopular opinion, which is ooh, voting should not be a universal right. La votación no debería ser un derecho universal. Okay, you've got a few seconds left to vote. You know, if you, if you voted true on this one, you know, ask yourself, um, our friend in the chat there, um, uh, Eugene, you know, if he feels disenfranchised, engaged with his government, you know? Hmm. I mean, oh, God. It's a, it is a, it's a minefield, this topic. <laughs> because it's easy to argue, right? That no, no, no. An uninformed electorate, they're the ones, um, they're the ones who are destroying, you know, who are allowing these people, these... These criminals into power. I mean, really? Are they, though? Is it the fault of the people who have been um, propagandized? And then, you know, who who is in control of the truth? I mean, the truth is so easy to manipulate. Okay, the voting has finished. Ooh, it's a shock. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Rarely we do this, but we're going to reveal the results of the poll. So I made a statement, voting should not be a universal right. And you guys said... An even 50-50 split match. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. Let's um let's pick through this, shall we? Um first of all, I'll go to some messages I received on Instagram. Let's see, where were we? Ooh. All right, here we go. Anita. I'm torn. I see how universal voting is crucial for fairness, but I also think how uninformed votes can impact society. Derek says voting's got to be for everyone. If you start picking who can and can't vote, it's a slippery slope. Um, Eliza with a Z. Eliza says, absolutely not. Everyone should have a voice in how they're governed. And Miguel, um, universal voting from a historical perspective is relatively new concept. It's important, but we also need to ensure voters are informed and engaged. Seems to be the biggest sticking point for you guys. Um, is an uninformed electorate, right? And um, I understand that. 
I understand that because it's a concern for me too. It was a concern for me through the Brexit vote because it's so easy to fall into the trap of these populist voices, you know, where that lead basically the sheep to vote for the wolves. I mean, we've see it, seen it in, in a ton of election processes. Hmm. Let's... Um, uh, Let's take, let's take a look at what people are saying in the chat. So Carmen said, people should take an exam before voting. My argument, I mean, I, I understand why they, that popular view, I mean, it's not just Carmen who says this. I've heard this a million times. It's true. Like, oh, no, an uninformed electorate, they're the problem. Um, If you <laughs> go to Facebook a second, <laughs> open a brand new account and see the 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 partisanship that that is um, happening there you know it's we're, we're in we are living in this post-truth world where everyone within their social media bubbles believes are in control of the truth so who do you give control and power to who is really in possession of the truth you know the truth is no longer you know what actually happened uh, if it has ever been that it's the truth is now whatever gets the most clicks I don't know who said this, but it's very true. The masses, I don't know, how would you say the masses in Spanish? Los masas? Las masas. Las masas. The masses are asses. <laughs> you know, give me a choice. Give me a choice of what to watch. I will watch 24 hours a day shows about gold mining and forging knives <laughs> or pottery, reality TV. Why? Because I'm an idiot. What's better for me is a public service broadcaster that's going to force me to watch a certain amount of news, education, information, and entertainment. But no, I don't want what's good for me. I want what's instantly appealing. And I think we're all the same, right? You look back historically, I'll talk specifically about England. When um, Tony Blair in the... When Tony Blair turned the Labour Party into New Labour, a centrist party leaving huge swaths of the country um, unrepresented, um, leading to a disenfranchisement. I mean, arguably, the same thing happened um, with Trump in the 2016 election. So these disenfranchised masses were just waiting for um, a charismatic leader to say, hey, I'm talking to you. You know, one wolf speaking to a lot of sheep saying, hey, I'm here for you guys. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad um, and it's a complex issue. But I certainly don't think, um, I don't think the the way to deal with this issue is to uh, disenfranchise more people by not only um, giving them no voice, well, by literally giving them no voice in how they're governed. I don't think, um, I don't think that's the way forward. Hmm. Let's see what people were saying in the chat. So, Carmen there, uh, Rob, today's topic is a sticky one, says the bridge. Yeah, it really is. Vero, there's three versions of the truth, yours, mine, and the truth. True story. That's from Vero. Very wise there. Um... We would normally say El Voto instead of La Votación. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Can we get a, um, a nivelazo for Carmen? What? Que nivelazo. Um, Eugene, I voted true, though we don't have true elections in our country, says Eugene. Uh, wow, 50-50. Yeah, Vero. I'm shocked as well. Um... My opinion has fluctuated a lot about this. I've always defended universal suffrage. Um, but now I am disappointed with mankind. Uh, this is from Pedro from Instagram. Do you think um, a flat earther would have should have decision power in policy or government in a world where we're discussing about the exploitation of resources on the moon? <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people out there lack the most rudimentary understanding of the world. Okay, yeah. So that's from uh, Pedro from Instagram. A very, very intelligent, switched on guy. And I agree to a point you see whereas i agree that there are a lot of people out there that have been misinformed i don't believe that's their fault and this is where i end up arguing with a lot of people no no people are just stupid people just believe anything they're told no look it is so easy to be propagandized it is so 
easy to be propagandized. If you are receiving one message about one thing, whether that be a flat earth or, or man never landed on the moon or, you know, or whatever. If you are receiving that message over and over and over again, and then being pushed into um, online groups where everybody is reflecting that truth back at you, eventually you are going to believe it. And not everybody has the time, or as, as myself, who has the good fortune to um, be engaged in the news um, for a living as a part of my job. Not everyone is fortunate enough to do that. And they consume their news piecemeal by what is delivered to them by social media or um, by the TV channels that they watch. It is so easy to be propagandized. We are not all the same. Not all of us have the time and dedication to really pick through and discover the actual truth, to deliberate between two partisan messages and, um, and decide where that gray area is. Not all of us are. I don't believe it's the fault of the electorate that bad decisions are made. I again go back to the media. I think it's the media's fault. <laughs> that simple. That simple. Close down Facebook. Close down Facebook. Close down, um, uh, you know, don't let Google recommend articles to you. Don't, you know, stop what you're doing. <laughs> and actually seek out news for yourself. I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, Proboland says uh, the bridge. Yeah, I'll, I'll open up a commune, guys. You can come and live with me. Um, uh, me and the elves, you know, they'll make room under the sink where they live. I thought it false because um, people, politicians in the first place, do not have a minimum historical, political or philosophical culture. We need a cultural revolution starting from scratch. Can we get a Probo approved for Carmen, please? Probo approved. I agree. We do need um, somewhat of a, a, a cultural um, or philosophical revolution and awakening we need that desperately um i know many people who don't need who don't read um worryingly enough yeah me too me too but that's a cultural thing right you know it's an educational matter you know perhaps if education were hey weighed oh god how do i say this without pissing a lot of people off perhaps if people were encouraged to read if it weren't torture if the books that were studied in school weren't force fed to us making it just excruciating maybe more people would engage with literature maybe maybe if it weren't seen as some um intellectual activity if it weren't being in the minds of some gate kept by an intellectual elite Oh, you read? That was like, literally, I heard that when I was a kid. Oh, you read? Oh, look at you, brainiac. <laughs> I mean, come on. I was very lucky in my life to kind of escape a certain, a certain hole I dug for myself. Um, and I recognize that. But it has given me the... I have the good fortune of being able to see that side of the world, or if you want to say it in a, in a way, that side of the electorate, to be able to see it and interact with it and even participate in it um, in my youth. So I, I know how enticing, how easy it is to fall into these ruts and populist kind of political messages. I, I get it. I understand. Um, I'm not justifying it. But I can understand how um, how it happens. Anyway, let's continue. The bridge. I see what you are saying, Rob. But then, how do you get around that? There is no way. I mean, I don't know. I I think there is, but it involves a real cultural shift. The way we're educated, the way we um, are taught about the media, how we consume it, um, what the media actually is, which is just a weaving together a tapestry of narratives. You're never consuming the truth. You're always consuming it from a certain perspective. Even when you listen to this show, when we go through the news articles, I handpick a few stories, but I handpick them from um, from news sources that have their own particular spin on what actually happened. Hmm. 
Uh, you are responsible for paying more attention to the media than books and experts, Rob, um, says Carmen. And Pedro says, I do believe it is more your fault if you prefer to believe in conspiracy theories rather than look for a reliable information. And I understand your perspective, guys. I really do. Yeah, it's an individual's responsibility um, not to... <sighs> Not to get lost in a sea of conspirational kind of... Oh, God, I can't even speak English today. In conspiracy theories and fake news. It's your responsibility. But the weight of that responsibility, or how we as a society weigh that responsibility, um, needs to needs to shift. I know very intel intelligent men and women. Well, let's be fair. Let's be honest. Men. <laughs> I have a couple of friends who... Over the coronavirus pandemic, and I think this a lot of the, the weight of this problem falls on that, if I'm honest with you. A moment in time where we were all scared and lost and we didn't know who or what to believe led people down some very dark rabbit holes. Would you agree with that, Natch? Yeah, right. Um, led people down some uh, very dark rabbit holes. That's what fear and confusion will do, friends. You know? And you seek out the truth for yourself and you never find the truth. I, it's almost a matter of not, okay, this is going to, this is going to not blow your mind, but maybe think, you know, Rob's an idiot. <laughs> I think that uh, wisdom for me is not being in possession of certain truths. It's being, um, realizing that you'll never have access to the truth and understanding that you'll never know. <laughs> and the understanding that you'll never know leads you. I think, um, uh, down a passage of discovery. I think that's it, friends. But for me, and that's just my opinion. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions, friends, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one and they all stink, including mine. That was today's unpopular opinion. Let's move on to 100 Humans. Ooh, Lord. That was a, man, that was a tough one, Natch. A really contentious issue. Hard to navigate. Um, I appreciate you guys joining me in the live audience there. That was um, uh, that was a good one. Um, Eugene, I agree. He agrees with Pedro and Carmen. Okay, let's get into today's 100 humans. Um, name, today's, uh, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered a hundred humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name a popular New Year's revs resolution. Um, nombra, nombra un propósito popular de año nuevo. All right. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top Seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. All right. Okay. Um, first of all, I do, do post these on my Instagram at Professional Bohemian. Arroba Bohemio Profesional, pero en inglés. Um, here we go. Uh, thank you to Carmen, Materia Oscura, um, Gemma, oh, Gemma Resino, Vero. Oh, God, a lot of people today. Um, Oruperte, Ravdos, Ana Casan, Pilar, that's all folks. Pedro, Juan, Arreo, um, Rafael, Cacoco, El Cerajero, and more for participating on there. All right. <laughs> Guy, okay, see you later, Pedro. Um, all right, so, as always, we, um, we start with the Natch. Natch, what do you think? What's a popular New Year's resolution? Quitting smoking. Quitting smoking. Is quitting smoking there? Yes, it is. Well done, Natch. It is the second most popular answer with 20 of 100 humans saying quitting smoking. Um, <laughs> El Cerajero says stop doing drugs. Well, <laughs> although I will say there's another drug on there. Ooh, what? Um, who else said quitting smoking? A bunch of people in the chat. Let's see. Uh, not in the chat. Um, Oru Pertis is quitting smoking. Vero said quitting smoking. Um, Carmen said quitting smoking. Quitting smoking. Well done. All right, let's look at the chat. Vero says losing weight. Losing weight. So did um, Gemma on uh, on Instagram and a bunch of others. Ravdos. All right. Get healthier. Mm, yeah. Losing weight. Is losing weight there? Yes, it is. Well done. 
Who said it in the chat? It was Vero. Vero, it's the number one answer. Well done. Juan, Juan Areo said eating less. It's kind of losing weight. Coco said um, dieting. Well done, guys. Well done. You're killing it today. Okay. Um, what else do we have? Um, learn languages, says Vero. Learn languages. Hmm. Is learning languages there? You know what? Vero, I'm going to give it to you. Yes. What is there is do better in school or college or whatever. There were some young hundred humans today, Natch. <laughs> I caught them on the way to school. Said do better at school. All right. So, and that is there. So, well done. Well done. Um, it is the fourth most popular answer with six of a hundred humans saying do better in school. Do better in your education. Um, start going to the gym, says Carmen. Go to the gym. Eh, that kind of falls under losing weight to me. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, I'll give it to you. Go on. Yes, well done. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly the same as losing weight. You could go to, you know, to become more physically fit. What is there it is the number sixth answer, which is be a better person. There's a lot of ways of achieving that, being kinder, more thoughtful, or having a six-pack. <laughs> So I'll give you that, in the interest of moving through this section as quickly as possible. Uh, being being a better person is there, is the number six answer with four of 100 humans. Well done, Carmen. Um, to become a warrior, says Eugene. Yeah, that's, you know, that's all part of becoming a better person. To joining joining me in the in the live chat. Uh, Materia Oscura says, staying single. Ha, ha, ha. Um, uh, we had exercise as well. That was the third most popular accent, um, thing going to the gym. Okay, there's another quitting thing. There's another quitting thing, Natch. It's another drug. What is it? What do you think? Alcohol. Quitting alcohol. Well done. All right. <laughs> okay, Natch. Last answer here. Last answer here. Um, this one, people of our age more than anything... If you don't have a plan, you know you're not going to be able to retire. They're going to push the retirement age like 5,000 years old. Unless you're Yoda, you'll never get retirement. So you need to do something with what you earn. So what is it? What is save, it? Save money. Save money. Well done. All right, that was today's 100 Humans. Let's go through the list. Um, I asked uh, 100 Humans to name a popular New Year's resolution. Okay, in position number Seven. was to save money. Our dinero, right, Mitch? Yeah. <laughs> Our dinero, seventh most popular answer, three of 100 Humans. In position number six was to be a better person. Ser mejor persona. Four of a hundred humans said that one, sixth place. In position number five was to quit drinking. Dejar de beber. Quit drinking. I, I'm sure no one's ever said that in Spain. <laughs> in position number four was to do better in school or in your education, or as Vero said, learn another language. In position number three. Um, exercise, as Carmen and a bunch of people um, on uh, on Instagram said. In position number two, to quit smoking, dejar de fumar. I'm still with my eye cost snatch, but I'm smoking like 30 of the things a day. I need to really <laughs> chill it out. It had finally in position number one, something again I desperately need to do, lose weight, Al adelgazar or perder peso. Adelgazar probably is better, right? Yeah. Both. All right. Oh, both, both, both. both. Okay. All right. Today, let's go to our complete the news. Complete the news. All right. We have to be quick with this one, my friends. This is complete the news. I'm going to give you a news headline, but I'm going to leave out some important information. Your job in the chat is to identify the missing information with the three options I provide you. All you have to write is. A, B, or C. All right, here we go, guys. A man who accidentally set his house on fire by blank 
is unsatisfied with his insurance payout. Hombre que accidentalmente incendió um, su casa al blank by blank. Insatisfecho con el pago del seguro. But how did he set his life, uh, his house on fire? Was it A, by lighting a cigarette in a toaster? Encender un cigarillo, un cigarro en, el to en una tostadora. Is it B, by cooking a steak in a toaster? <laughs> Cocinar un bistec, un, yeah. How would you say steak? That's, that's right, right? Yeah, un filete. Un filete, yeah. En una tostadora. Or is it C, by making love to a toaster? Hacer el amor con una tostadora. What is it? A, B, or C? Hmm. Man who accidentally set his house on fire by blank is unsatisfied with the insurance payout. Is it A, lighting a cigarette in a toaster, cooking a steak in a toaster, B, or C, making love to a toaster? A, B, or C? What do you think, Natch? B. You think B, cooking a steak? Oh, wow. Uh, chat seems to agree with you. It's um, other than Eugene who said, A, lighting a cigarette in a toaster. Everyone else agrees with B. Okay, let's see. Man who accidentally set his house on fire by... The answer is B, cooking a steak in a toaster. He's unsatisfied with his payout. It's from uh, newshub.com. Um, a man in New Zealand who accidentally set his house on fire by trying to cook a steak in a toaster was dissatisfied with the uh, half a million dollars insurance payout he received. You know, it's possible to light a cigarette with a toaster natch. <laughs> when I think I impressed Kyle Miller once with my bachelor status by only having one knife, fork and plate and by lighting my cigarette with a toaster. True story. <laughs> all right, friends, that's all we've got time for. What an amazing show. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'll be back again tomorrow, same time, same place. Friends, see you next time. Oh,